By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. The special Shelly version there. Is she not going to talk now? I like that Shelly version. <laughs> it's the special Shelly version. Okay. Yeah. It Full is... of doinks. Doink, 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 doink. Where did that originally come from? You, what, what did, when did you say doink? I can't even remember. That's like. It's been years. Well, that's, <laughs> it's, okay, I'm on, I'm on nine, I'm on page nine of my drops, and I have on each page, I have one, two, three, four, five, I have 25, so I'm on page nine, so it means I'm in, I'm in 200 plus of these, Okay. This was page one, row two. So in other words, this is like when we first started. Matter of fact, the the very first, the very first one I ever did. This is the very first one I put in the system. You ready for this one? Yeah. What does the fox say? <laughs> That's the very first one. What did it say? I'm sorry, I didn't hear it. Hold on. Come on. What does the fox say? <laughs> I love that one. That was the very first one. Okay, anyway, this is BS Show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Uh, you know what? We sort of double, double dodged the bullet yesterday with the, at least most of the area. I won't say because there's somebody going to call, well, it rained like hell where I'm at. The storms either moved to the, the storms in the morning moved to the north of us. For the most part, I mean, some people did get some rain depending on where you're at because they were moving at like a diagonal angle again, which they, once again, they're coming up I-44. And they're coming up from the southwest to the northeast. And the morning storms yesterday moved to the north. And the afternoon storms sort of moved to the south. But there were people down in Jefferson County. And I would imagine some places, maybe in southern Franklin County, or maybe even all of Franklin County, because it comes right up 44, got some uh, rain yesterday afternoon. But other than that, boy, last night, and, and you know, the, the sun came out, but still super humid. Super humid, like right now. Super lonely. It's oh, let me let me let me look at the official thing here as far as what the humidity level is. It's way super up there. Super humid, super lonely. It is way up there. It is right now. Humidity outside is ninety six percent. That's so, because there's fog. Yes, and there. And, and I'm glad you brought that up. Yes, I wanted to mention that there's fog. Uh, Chesterfield Valley. If you're coming out of St. Charles County on Highway 40, um, or even 364 to a certain extent, uh, coming out of St. Charles County through Chesterfield Valley or through Maryland Heights in the river bottom there, there's some fog. Uh, don't don't think we're going to have too much of it in 44, although there may be some there in the Fenton area if you come in east in 44. But for the most part, it's going to be on 40, uh, 40, excuse me, the MoDOT people will be going nuts. He called it 40 again. 64. It will always be Whatever 40. you want to call it. Always. Uh, right, 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 right. Okay, lots of things to talk about. You know, we didn't talk much about the presidential raid with the FBI yesterday. And and I, the more I read about this, the more I think to myself, okay, what's going on with our country? You know? I mean, you know, when you have a search warrant and you bust into somebody's house, and you see this on TV all the time, if you watch any of those shows, which, quite honestly, I have a problem with. I have a problem with, you know, and, and already they have this thing. Remember the deal down in Louisville, the poor lady who got killed? You know, she was the uh, the EMS, and she was living with her boyfriend, and apparently her boyfriend was implicated in, in drug sales. But the deal was, I think they even actually had the wrong apartment. They burst into the apartment, and they killed her. And, and you know what I'm talking about? 
I do not. This is a couple of years ago. It's it's back in the news oh, again okay. because one of the officers was fired, but no charges were brought against any of the officers. Now the federal government has come in and filed charges against all the officers saying they violated their civil rights. And you know, I'm getting to the point where I'm getting somewhat I guess aggravated by the the by the you see things like that happen. And I'm not going to say this 100% true, but I have to research this a little bit this morning. Remember we talked last week about the poor, the, the, the was it the CBC young high school student that got killed in front of Ted, Ted Drew's hit and run. He got hit by a truck, like a pickup truck, and the guy drove off yeah. last week. Okay. Apparently, he went to an auto body shop or some kind of repair shop to have the truck fixed. There was some damage. They thought there was some damage from him hitting the kid. That that there was damage to the right front or the left front tail or, or headlight and the fender and possibly even like the door. And apparently he takes it someplace to a shop. I don't know if it was a auto body shop or just a repair shop to have the headlight fixed. And whoever at the shop goes, you know what? This sort of looks like it. You know, might be involved in that hit and run and Ted Drews. So they called the police, and sure enough, this was the guy. What I've been able to see so far, and I think the smartest woman in the world can help me if she's listening right now, send me another article in this, happened in the city, he apparently turned himself in, and now our friend, your friend and mine, Kim Gardner, has refused charges against him because she says there's not enough evidence. I have no words. Well, I'm I'm not 100% sure of that. I'm just, I'll say that that... That is what I've been able to find so far. I'm trying to piece this together. And I guess I'm scratching my head a little bit because I think it's for real that he turned himself in. And if you turn yourself in, isn't that sort of admitting you did it? Yeah. I In in my world, it is. I'm, I mean, if, if... Evidently not in the rest well, of the world. I guess not. I mean, it's one thing... When you commit a crime and the police, you know, track you down and, you know, well, we've got evidence that you did this. You robbed this yeah. bank or you did this. And no, I didn't do it. I, I wasn't there. I was at home in bed when that happened. You know, that kind of a thing. But when you turn yourself in, that usually means, yeah, I sort of did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well. She just doesn't want to do her job. I don't. You know, I don't understand. I don't under. I mean. I mean, I don't even. I mean, here's here's what bothers me about the whole situation. And there's a story yesterday that there's a, a Republican U.S. rep, you know, in other words, not a senator, but a House of Representatives guy, who was out with his family. And once again, i got to find more about this. Somebody sent me this last night. I haven't really been able to research it. We will talk about it in the next hour. But supposedly he's out with his family somewhere. And three FBI agents come up to him and say, sir, we're from the FBI. We have a search warrant. We need your phone. And he goes, what do you mean you need my phone? We have a search warrant for your phone. Please hand your phone to us, and we'll give you a receipt for your phone. And they left. <laughs> I'm going like, oh, what is this? You know, Here's somebody in Congress, and they're taking his phone. Now, I don't know about you, but I have to admit that my life is in my phone. You know, I mean, matter of fact, when I'm doing the show, I have this little app that I use. I As I go through my day... I copy things that I want to talk about the next day. And for so far today, I've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven things I want to talk about today. And I put those into my phone. Okay. Is it is it that young man that lost his life over by the um, in Klondike Park where the... Well, that's one of them. I mean, that's another, yeah. that's another sad story. Kid yeah, fell off. Is. Young guy fell off one of the... And you know what? What's interesting, if you've ever been down to Klondike Park, 
First off. I honestly haven't. Okay, I'm going to say this right now. Klondike Park is one of the coolest parks, and it's also the park that nobody goes to. It's always deserted. Well, they do now, because isn't that where the Miss Augusta shoves off? No, there's nothing there yet. The Miss Augusta is still on the Mississippi. Oh. And technically, where 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 the boat ramp is is not technically in Klondike Park. It's it's close to Klondike Park, but I don't think you know. I mean, the entrance to Klondike Park. If you're going down 94, and if you're going down 94, you're going out what I call the Mat. Other people call this to call the Matson Flats. There's a little tiny town that used to be there. I think it's there anymore. Called Matson, and it's about halfway between Defiance and and um, Augusta. And as you're coming down 94. You go through Defiance, you go through a little couple twisties there in Defiance, and then you go on this flat section right by, what is it, Cedar Creek Winery. It's a flat section of 94 where you're down on the river bottom. And matter of fact, they've actually had to raise the roadway a couple times uh, because it would flood even when there was like a minor, you know, like not a major, major flood, but even a minor flood, the river would go or the road would go underwater because it was right next to like a creek and a drainage ditch and stuff like that. Okay, so you're going on that and you're driving and driving and driving. You go about four or five miles on that flat. And just as you start to make the curve, as you make sort of a, a pretty sweeping right curve, that's where the boat ramp is straight ahead. If you, in other words, literally, if you'd miss the curve going on 94 and you just went straight, you'd end up in the parking lot for the boat ramp. Then the road curves around, curves around to the right, curves around, uh, curves around to the right, then it curves around to the left, then it curves around to the right again. That's where the entrance to Klondike Park is. And quite honestly, from the difference, uh, the distance between where the entrance of the boat ramp is to the entrance to Klondike Park is probably almost a mile. So it may technically be a part of Klondike Park, but it's not inside the park, so to speak. Because when you go into the park, there's a big road that you drive around. It's like a big circle. When you go into the Klondike Park, you can go to the right, and then it takes you around the outside perimeter of the park. And then you go all the way around, and you come back around, you come back to the entrance. Anyway, but right as you go, if you go into the entrance, right on the left, there's the house, which was actually owned by two dudes who lived there. As a matter of fact, I think the deal was they donated the property to it. It was called the Quarry House because they asked have a mailbox out there. It said the Quarry House. And if you go into Klondike Park, once you get in the entrance, to the left is where this big bluff is that the, the guys, the guy, the kid fell off and was killed. And what Klondike Park was, Klondike Park was a quarry. And what they did was they essentially strip mined all this, I guess it was rock and stuff like that they stripped out of the quarry. So it left this great big cliff that I think it's like 80 or 90 feet tall. It's pretty tall. And certain parts of the park are restricted. You're not supposed to be there because it's dangerous. And that's apparently what happened. This young guy got into the park, part of the park he wasn't supposed to be in and fell off the cliff and was killed. So, you know, sad. Anyway. It was very sad. Well, you know, anytime you see, you know, especially like, you know, 17, 18-year-old kids, like the kid that was killed in front of... Uh, Ted Drews. I mean, it's sad when anybody gets killed. I don't care if they're 89. It's sad when people get killed, things like that. It's sad when people die. But especially when you have somebody like Young like that. It's got their whole life ahead of them. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, you know. I do know what you mean. Getting married at some point in time, maybe having kids, having a family, having a career, you know, having grandkids, you know, the whole life experience gone, you know? Man, and, and I've told you, there are lots of guys that my generation... There were a lot of guys I went to high school with. Matter of fact, upperclassmen when I was a freshman, or actually a sophomore, because my high school at the time was only three years. But when I was a high, sophomore, 
there were several guys that I knew that, you know, upperclassmen that right after they graduated, they either got drafted or they enlisted. And I can tell you off the top of my head, probably 10 names of guys that I know that I went to high school with who were killed in Vietnam. And, um, you know, I went to a big high school. Matter of fact, one of them, I remember, was a kid that, that, that never liked me. For whatever reason, he punched me a couple times. Kenny Seaman died in Vietnam, I think, no more than eight months after he graduated from high school. And, you know, I mean, we still have that going on with, you know, not as much since we pulled out of Afghanistan. But for a while, same situation in Iraq and Afghanistan. A lot of young, you know, young men and women. Now, yes. you know, women killed in action as well, too. I mean, not necessarily as many killed in action because the women still, in, up until recently, have had restricted roles in combat. But, you know, I mean, some of them, the pilots, the lady who is, uh, who is uh, what, the senator from, what I think, is, isn't she from Illinois, Tammy Duckworth? I, I don't know. She's a double amputee, I believe. I'll, I'll look that up. She's a double amputee because she was a uh, helicopter pilot, and her helicopter was shot down. And her legs were were uh, unfortunately so badly damaged, in the uh, in injured in the accident that they had to amputate her legs. I think it's Tammy Duckworth. I'll look that up. Anyway, uh, I shouldn't be into such negative stuff at this time in the morning, should I? I should be positive. No, stuff. I what's should... up with that? Well, well I kind of started it, so you sorry. did. <laughs> you did. Okay, <laughs> I got more of these crazy weird things. I get these all the time. Here's this: Missouri ranks among the 20th states with the most unprivileged children. You know, unprivileged children. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> this is where do we fall? Oh, well, here we go. Uh, welfare of children in Missouri: one equals most, twenty e- twenty-five equals average. Okay, I tell you what, I'll do this next. You know, now what's interesting is this is a new form of journalism called, uh, I think it's called data journalism. And called what? Data. Data, 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 whichever one you call it. Data journalism. Potato, potato, data, so in other words, what, what they're doing is they're just taking statistics and they're writing stories about it. Matter of fact, I subscribe to this new news service out of Los Angeles, and that's all it is. Matter of fact, let me see if I can find one of them real quick. It's this, it's this um, you know, I'll tell you what, we're way over. Let's go ahead and take a break. But but it's what they're doing is I get I get three or four of these a week now, and they're sent to me. Essentially, what they're for is they're sent. They're sent to radio stations, media outlets, TV people like that, and it's sponsored by a company. This one is. I'll give them their plug. It's Wallet Hub. So in other words, what they're doing is the idea being, hey, you know, we'll send this stuff to the DJs, and the DJs will talk about this in the air, and they say, according to Wallet Hub, so that, you know, they get a free mention out of it. So in other words, they get earned media out of it. If you want to look at it that way. Anyway, we'll Which take a, is what they just did. Yeah, exactly. So, I, bravo, I, Brad. I gave him a free plug, you know, which is, you know, as far as they're concerned, you know, mission accomplished, right? It's yes. it's 6.30. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. It is 6.36. Do I get that right? 6.30. No, 6.35. I'm sorry. I need my I need my, my eyes adjusted. Shelly, guess what I did yesterday morning? What'd you do? <laughs> I went to the driver's license bureau. <laughs> Aw, how'd that go? Uh, not well. Okay. I'll talk about it next hour. Okay. 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 Here's this study that this, uh, according to the company that I gave a free plug to, Wallet Hub. Uh, this is what they call states with the most underprivileged children, and they rank all 50 states in the District of Columbia. So there's 51 people in here. We are number 18, and the higher the number the more underprivileged kids. And the number one state is Mississippi. 
and essentially they they rated on they have a total score Mississippi had 63.97 socioeconomic welfare Mississippi is the second worst health Mississippi is the first worst so in other words they're the worst and this is for underprivileged children and for education they rank number 7 and in other words the higher the number the worse it gets we are number 18 at uh, is at 48.31 for our score. Socioeconomic welfare, Missouri is uh, 33rd. No, excuse me. We are 13th socioeconomic. As far as health is concerned, we're number 27. And as far as education was concerned, we're number 22. And once again, as the numbers get smaller, it goes the opposite way. So in other words, the, if you're number one, you're the worst. If you're number 51, you're the best. It's sort of backwards. That's not what you said, though. You said the higher the number, the worse it is. I, I meant the higher in a higher the higher in 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 order. In other words, if you're the highest point in the list, you're number one. The lowest point would be number fifty-one. Uh, you know, you're right. I did rephrase that properly. So, in other words, if you're at the top of the list, which makes you number one, you're the worst. So, in other words, we are overall eighteenth. So, in other words, that means there are seventeen states that are worse than us. But there are so also essentially, um, you know, 32, actually 33, if you consider District Columbia, 33 that are better than us. So in other words, we're not doing real good. So anyway, I well, we're not Mississippi, but I can actually see that in Mississippi. Well, like Hattiesburg and well, Mississippi has had. I mean, some of the southern states. I mean, that's changing in some of the southern states. For example, like Georgia has probably done a complete turnabout because, you know, once upon a time... They've been working hard on it. Well, they have, and you got some yeah. really, you've got some really progressive, I don't mean progressive in the, in the form of political, but you've got some progressive-minded people who are saying, hey, we need to step up our game, and they're doing it. And, you know, there are a lot of people that want to move to Atlanta. Atlanta's become a very big business hub. Um, a lot of people love living in Atlanta. I mean, the climate there is not nearly as extreme as we had it here in the St. Louis area. Atlanta, they don't get... Matter of fact, years ago, I remember I was driving up. I had some business, and I drove down to Florida and some business, and I drove back up, and it was like the, the Monday or Tuesday before Thanksgiving. And I'm in my hotel room, got in my hotel room like 10 o'clock at night, and I'm watching... And the, Red Roof? No, you know, I, I think it was Red Roof, to tell you the truth. I'm watching my, my newscast on the local t- one of the local TV stations, and the big story was there's a run at the auto parts store on antifreeze because for the first time in a long time, the temperature was dropping below freezing, and nobody had antifreeze in their cars. Everybody's running water in their cars. I'm going like... That wouldn't work here, <laughs> you know. You'd have no, it uh, wouldn't. You'd have a cracked engine block and a and a and an exploded radiator and a few other damaged parts of your car if you're running straight water in your car years around. And I'm going like, yeah. I'm thinking to myself, what? It doesn't get that cold here. And you know, and the news reporter and she's out in front of like a you know a, an auto parts store which was staying open late because people were there. And we're here at the Auto Zone and the line is out the doors. People, I'm going like, holy cow, you know. So, so anyway, the the climate is a little bit better than we have here. Uh, they don't get nearly the extremes. I don't think they get as hot as we get. I don't think they get as cold. I don't, cold I don't know. I heard they're they're pretty hot. Well, but see, because. They have some cooling from the ocean because, and oh, you know, yeah. I was I always thought this was interesting, but you know, it's like San Diego 
you, they, some of people don't even have air conditioners. Well, they had that was in the news last week about what's going on in like in Seattle and Portland. You know, a lot of what? people, they don't have air conditioners. Matter of fact, there's a story in England that talked about, I, you know, I have to find the story. I talk, Let me see if it remind, remind me to talk about this next hour. I'll find the okay. story about England, what's going on in England with the heat and affecting hospitals, which is sort of interesting. So so anyway, no, and part of it is, what I was going to say is what a lot of people don't realize, and I didn't even realize until I sort of looked at my geography, there's a part of Georgia that's on the Atlantic coast. Did you know that? No, I'm geographically challenged. Not a large part of Georgia. Matter of fact, uh, I think it's only like 80 or 70 or 80 miles of coastline because Georgia sort of fits in, you know, Georgia is above Florida, and and part of Georgia is is the coastline. Matter of fact, uh, they they share a common border between Florida and Georgia. And matter of fact, they share a common. Is it called the Florida Georgia line? <laughs> you took my words right out of my mouth. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, anyway, <laughs> and and then and then if, if I'm not mistaken, then to the north of that is South Carolina. I believe. I'm looking at my map. Isn't that terrible? Have to look at my map to see what's going on with that. Yeah, I. I don't even know enough to answer your question. I really am geographically challenged. Well, yeah, it's it's uh, north. It's yeah, part of Georgia. Georgia has looks like probably about maybe eighty or ninety miles of coastline on the Atlantic. So in other words, they get cooled a little bit by the ocean. You know, it's not like the, the like we're obviously don't get any ocean cooling whatsoever, or you know, ocean action whatsoever. And every once in a while, well, you know, when there's a when there's a hurricane that goes up the east coast, it usually you know works its way up, typically up the uh, uh, the Atlantic side of Florida, and then it hits that southern port of Ge- part of Georgia, and then you've got uh, you've got South Carolina, North Carolina, and then you got Virginia, you got West Virginia, all those places. Anyway, um, that's that's the deal on that. So. That's the Wallet Hub thing. So I gave them their credit, right? Credit where credit's yes, due. Yes, Bravo. Yeah, Bravo. Wallet Hub. Do you do use Wallet Hub? No. And speaking of wallets, I'll tell my story about last Friday, lost my wallet, never have done this in my life, yesterday at the Driver's License Bureau. You know, when I tell this story, there are going to be people who think I'm making this up, but this is a true story. All my IDs, everything in my little, I have a little Ridge wallet, one of those little things that's the size of a credit card, has little two metal plates on either side, little, little, you know, what do you call it? Expansion little thing. It's got little bungee cord kind of things that hold it together, and you push your credit cards up in there, and it clamps them in there. And I've had this for years. I love it. And part of the reason that I have it is because I have, I have wallet butt. What? I have wallet butt, and that's a medical term given to me by a doctor. And what does that mean? I have a sciatic nerve problem, or some people call it truck driver's butt. I have a sciatic nerve problem that I've had since probably I've been in like, you know, my relatively young age, like in my 30s, probably started happening in my mid-30s. And I finally went to a doctor, and the doctor said to me, he says, Stand up a minute. And I stood up. And he says, turn around. I turn around. He says, yep. He says, I know your problem. He says, you have a wallet butt. He says, a.k.a. truck driver's butt. I had a wallet in my right pocket for years and years and years. back, Right back pocket. And when I would sit down, that wallet would compress my sciatic nerve as it went through my butt cheek. And that's why 
if you see truckers, a lot of time the truckers, you ever see the truckers, a lot of them have that wallet that's on like a chain? Yeah. You know why that is? No. Because when they get in their truck, they pull the wallet out of their pocket and they just let it dangle on the seat. So when they get back out of their truck, the wallet comes with them. So in other words, they never lose the wallet. But yet they don't drive with the wallet in their pocket. They pull it out of their pocket. So in other words, you don't drive with sitting on the wallet because once again, they're driving, you know, eight hours a day, you know, hundreds of miles, sometimes thousands of miles in, you know, in a very short period of time. They're sitting on their butt all the time. And it compresses that, that sciatic nerve. Now, the doctor called it wallet butt or truck driver's butt. Chiropractor I went to called it truck driver's butt. He said very common. So it's very common for men. And that's part of the reason why I switched to this ridge wallet thing. Which, and, you know, once again, I lost my wallet. Don't want to belabor the point. I had a $100 bill tucked into my wallet. You know, it was my emergency cash plus all my IDs. And it's like... It's like one of these things, it's like you can't get there from here. You know what I'm saying? And I'll uh-huh. explain what I mean about going to the license bureau yesterday. Because, And at one point in time, when I'm working with the guy, somebody from the, one of the people from the license bureau says to the guy who's helping me, he's the only driver's license guy, she comes up and right in front of me, she says, you know, you got a long line behind this guy. So in other words, I was taking too much time. Excuse me. And he even said to me, he says, if we can't get re- this resolved in the next minute, I'm going to have to ask you to get back in line again. What? <laughs> I, that's what he said to me. <laughs> Dude, he was going to kick me back to the back of the line because I was taking too much time. Taking too much time. My time had expired. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say about <laughs> well, that. A true story. Where and, were you? <sighs> Which license bureau? Just say it. I'll just say, and what else, I'm going to say this, and there are going to be a lot of people who know exactly where I was. Indian. And a lot of people go, oh, I know exactly where he was. <laughs> What'd you say? Indian. Indian? I-N-D-I-A-N, and not the American kind. Okay. <laughs> but once again, you're going like, I have no idea what he's talking about. There are no, I, I know exactly what you're talking there about. There are people who, when I said that, know exactly which license bureau I was at, which is sort of funny because of the fact that it has its reputations. Okay. And as we all do. Well, the problem the problem is, you know, they always say, don't go at the beginning of the month or the end of the month. You know what I mean? Like because the people there at the beginning of the month have their license plates expired a couple of days, and the people are there at the end of the month are there trying to get their license renewed before they expire. You know what I'm saying? So in other words, they say if you go in the middle of the month, you know, if you avoid like the last five days or you avoid like was you avoid the first three days, the last five days, usually there's not that much business at the license bureau. So I went there last Friday. I went to the one um, in St. Peter's right there off of 364, Old 94, St. Peter's Parkway, whatever they call it now, right there uh, next to, uh, you and I talked about this, used to be the Harvester Christian Church, now it's the Waypoint Church, you know what I'm talking about? And I walked in the door, and the line for the license plates and the line for the driver's license was all the way to the, as a matter of fact, I didn't have to open the door because the door was already being held open by someone who was out the door from the line. I'm going, not going here. So, anyway, long story. We'll talk about it next hour. Oh, okay. It's 647. It is. It is BS.show, and we get together every morning, and we just do nothing but BS. That's Brad and Shelley. That's not the other BS, right? Yeah. Show about not really. 
Hold on a minute. I didn't have to turn you on there. What'd you say again? <laughs> it's a show about nothing. Okay, here's the story yesterday. Smartest woman in the world sent me this. This is a story yesterday from Channel 5 news site, KSDK.com. The man suspected of hitting and killing a CBC high school student near Ted Drew's frozen custard has been released from jail a day after turning himself in. A source familiar with the investigation said the 25-year-old man turned himself in to police Monday and was arrested and booked on suspicion of leaving the scene of an accident resulting in death and tampering with evidence. St. Louis, uh, Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner's office took the warrant application under advisement Tuesday and the man was released from jail according to the source. Spokeswoman for Gardner's office would not say why pr prosecutors have not yet issued charges, saying only her office does not comment on pending cases. Police spokeswoman said Gardner's office cited, quote, further police follow-up needed on the case. And the How police, is that possible? The police uh, spokeswoman said, quote, detectives will continue working diligently on this case to provide any information that's needed. Well, apparently, Kim Gardner, according to her, she says there's not enough evidence to charge the guy. Now, that may be true, but once again, he turned himself in. That's the, you know, like, once again, that's the, that's to me the head scratcher. Now, I'm going like, okay, he turned himself in. Why would you, but although, there's the bizarre story. I don't, you know, one of these days, maybe I'll tell the whole story, but there is a guy that I worked with in the radio business. His real name was Bob Oxenhandler. And in the old days of KSOQ, he went by the name of Jerry Hattrick, and then he quit and he went across the street to another radio station called the old 3WK. This is like going way back. And he was murdered, and a guy showed up to the police station the next day and said, I did it. I killed him. I'm the guy. So they processed him. You know, I think he went, you know, before a judge. There was a trial the whole bit. He admitted guilt the whole bit, threw him in jail for murder, okay? A couple years later, another guy comes forward and says, that's not the right guy. I'm the guy that killed him. And he was. The first guy just admitted to murder because he decided he just didn't want to be on the outside world he anymore. Wanted he wanted three hots and a cot. He didn't want to be in the outside world anymore. He just wanted to be in prison. I mean, I mean, true story. I'm not kidding. Someday I'll tell the whole story. It's actually sort of bizarre, but it's a guy I knew and, you know, knew fairly well. And a weird story, just a strange, bizarre story. Why would, and, and the other part of it was, people were going like, okay, I think it was like two years later. You know, I guess the guy's conscience was bothering him so bad that like two years later, he shows up and admits that it was him that really did the murder. And, and at first they didn't believe the guy. And he came forward with evidence that no one else would have known. Matter of fact, he murdered the guy is murdered murdered Bobby or whatever his name was. Like I said, I knew him as Jerry, but he was Bobby. He murdered Bobby and then set his I can't remember if he was in an apartment or a condo or a house or something, but he set it on fire. So in other words, you know, he murdered him and then he burnt the place. So not only was he dead, I think he stabbed him to death, but then he burnt Why are you on this kick this morning? Stop it. Of what? Of all this gloom and doom. Well, it's just sort of weird stories. How can you do that when it's, what day is it? What day is it? Uh-huh. What? Hold it. I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean, what day is it? It's hump day. What? Yeah. What now? Uh-oh. Isn't it? Guess what day it is. Julie. Huh? Julie. Huh? Guess what day it is. Julie. Huh? Julie. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it Guess is? Guess what day it is? <laughs> Anybody? Anybody? Guess what oh, day it is? Guess what day it is? Yeah. <laughs> Anybody? Anybody? 
what day is it, Mike? Huh? Woo -hoo! Mike, 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 Mike. Huh? What day is it, Mike? Huh? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Leslie, guess what today is? 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 It's hump day. Hump day! Woo -hoo! <laughs> it's hump day. Hump day! Woo -hoo! What day is it, Mike? Uh oh. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? It's hump day. Hump day. Just for Shelly. Shelly's, <laughs> Shelly's little song. I love that. <laughs> I do. I can see that, Campbell. And you know the sad thing about it? I remember the whole scenario, but I don't remember who it was for. Once again, you are talking about one of the conundrums of advertising where when we deal with clients, you know, one of the interesting things is how many times have I had a discussion with clients where we say, don't use pronouns in your commercial? Not that we're being politically correct. In other words, if, if like I've, I'm Joe's carpet store, okay, you know, you know, when you do the commercial, it's, hey, at Joe's carpet store, you know, you don't say we, you keep saying Joe's carpet store has the, you know, lowest prices in town. You know, you want great carpet, we've got it. No, you don't say, Joe's Carpet has got it. Because you want to use that name as many times as you can in that ad. Because yes. you're trying to reinforce that name, okay? Matter of fact, you know, you're just reinforcing the name. How many times, and it's funny you should mention that, how many times have I heard a commercial that's super creative, and I think to myself, God, that's a great commercial, but it sucks. You know, because it doesn't do its job of selling product, moving people to show up at an event, whatever. Matter of fact, there's a commercial right now that's running on some of the stations in St. Louis, not us. And I don't know if you've noticed this before. Do I have enough time to tell the story? Are you I, kind of a big deal? No, 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 no. I, oh. I, I, I'll tell you what. <laughs> it was like the beginning. I don't know if you noticed this, but I'm kind of a big deal. I'll carry it over next hour because there's two commercials running on yep, radio stations. Yep, 659, buddy. There's two commercials running on other stations, not our stations. And one of the commercials is a local HVAC guy who I've called at least four times to tell him, hey, man, I appreciate doing radio. Yeah, you're not in my station. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm trying to help you out. And he'll never return my call. And he's wasting some of his money. And he won't, I mean, he won't talk to me. And I just, I, I would have a 30-second conversation with him. And he would say, either you're full of S are, you know what? Thanks for the info. Okay, I have to run right here because I'm going to hit the top of the hour. Uh, 6.59. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. And it is a Wednesday morning, as Shelly likes to call it. It's her favorite day of the week because it is... Hump day! Yeah. There you go. Okay, now, not trying to put my nerd hat on, but I put my nerd hat on because... You I, always put your nerd hat well, on. I, I talked about this last break, and I'm going to mention a term which some people will think is BS, but this is a true term. It's called psychoacoustics. Have you ever heard this before? I have. Psychoacoustics is... Let's, the definition is... Psychoacoustics is an interdisciplinary field of many areas, including physiology, psychology, acoustics, electronic engineering, physics, biology and computer science, okay? The reason I mention this is there are two commercials running on other stations. Yes, I listen to other stations. And one of which is a guy by the name of Bart Inman. And Bart Inman has been on the radio for, I don't know, seven or eight years now. Bart Inman is an HVAC guy, has a company called Bart Inman HVAC, I-N-M-A-N. 
And Bart's got a voice like that. Bart sort of talks like that. He's got a voice like that. He has what we call in the radio business a muddy voice. And he has a very low voice. And there's a way to fix that in the studio to make it more intelligible on the radio. And perfect example, if I'm driving down the road, and I think you probably noticed this as well too, if you're driving down the road and you got your radio on, but you don't have it on real loud, you got it on like let's say a comfortable listening level, there are certain commercials that pop out of the speakers and others that don't. Fair to say? Mm-hmm. Okay, some of them, in order to understand what they're saying, you have to turn up the volume. And Are you with me? I turn up the volume anyway. I'm well, no, a loud listener. No, no. What, what I'm saying is some commercials, if you have the radio down sort of low, a commercial comes on and it's... Blah, 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 blah. Get what I'm Not saying? Not on our station. Well, no, 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 no. I, I, see, because I, I do that. I do special things to all our commercials. You I, do. I do. And, and but, I know. But, okay, the point I'm trying to make is there's two commercials running right now. One of them is Bart Inman. I have called him at least four times, talked to his secretaries. Hi. I tell him who I am. I'm Brad Hildebrand. Yeah, I'm a radio guy. I'm not trying to sell Bart anything because, you know, once somebody gets on the radio, other stations call, hey, we heard you on our competitor. How'd you like to be on our station? I get that. I always say to the lady, I'm not trying to sell Bart anything. I'm trying to help him. Can you have him give me a call? He never calls me back, okay? And what's interesting is all someone would have to do when they record him is on most little consoles now, push one button, which is called a high-pass filter. Essentially, yes. which will just cut out all the low, you know, like of someone's voice. Okay. And matter of fact, it's interesting because I pulled this up and Wikipedia has got a really good uh, thing on here. It talks about the human ear can normally hear sounds ranging from 20 hertz, which is real low, to 20,000 hertz. The upper uh-huh. limit tends to decrease with age. Most adults are unable to hear above 16,000 hertz. The lowest frequencies have been identified and it blah, blah, blah. And it says, and it says, Frequency resolution of the ear is about 3.6 hertz within the octave of 1,000 to 2,000 hertz. And that's where most of most of the low end, like if you're talking very low, if you had a low voice, I'd probably down, be down there between 1,000 and 2,000. But most of the intelligible speech you hear is between 2,000 and 4,000 hertz. So if you have a guy with a real low voice, sometimes at a certain volume level on your car radio, you can't hear it that well. So there's the Bart Inman commercial. And then there's a commercial for the racetrack over in Illinois, Worldwide Technology Raceway. And it's one of these guys has a voice like this. But the entire commercial, I heard it like probably a half dozen times in a couple different stations. I'm going, somebody needs to call that agency because it's an agency spot done with some really deep voice announcer. You know, it's got, you know, music in the background, car like the sounds. the voice of God? Yes. And somebody needs to either run that thing through, run his voice through a filter, or run it through an EQ and yeah. cut out some of the low frequencies and pump up some of the mid-range. But you know why? Pump up the jam. Well, they, they don't do it because they want to sound like they got that big, ballsy voice. I've got that big, I got a wheelbarrow that I carry my you-know-what's around in. That's how I sound. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm such, my family knows. Right, I'm, I'm such a man. I've got a voice and I've got the body parts to prove it. I'm a manly man. <laughs> right. And it drives me nuts when I hear that because... Like your prostate? Here we go. Shelly does this. So, Every time. <laughs> Shelly does it. And what do I have to do? And the, the thing is, when we first started the show, here we go. 
I had prostate problems that were driving me nuts. <laughs> Larry King ad, which either they didn't know what they're doing when they wrote that ad, or they didn't know. They knew exactly they what they're doing. They know exactly what they were, they were doing. I would have. When they write that ad. Okay. <laughs> so, so anyway, that's my complaint. And the crazy thing about it is, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. To a certain extent, my voice has it's has some of that muddy characteristics to it. There's some people I have never found that about you. No, no, no. It's true. And and part of it has to do with the fact that how how microphones, you know, different microphones when you get Sound into different. this. Yes, exactly. I mean you get into this, yeah. you get into the, some of these guys who are really good recording engineers. Audio files. Yes. They will they will ask someone to speak. They will say or sing. If they're gonna sing, they will say, Okay, let me hear you sing and then they can watch it. Sometimes the good guys can actually hear it with their ears. The other guys will put it up what they call a spectrum analyzer uh, yep. and they'll look at it visually on this like a piece of equipment and go, Okay, I'm gonna get you the Neumann U eighty seven microphone because there are microphones that have certain pickup patterns and certain frequency responses that are better for certain people. Like for example, yes. there are certain microphones that men sound better on and certain microphones that women sound better on because for the most part women have women and men I, you know can i even say this anymore am i might get in trouble you can say it as far as i'm concerned <laughs> oh, yeah, and... yeah i'll get somebody i can't believe you're talking about different voices women and men we all have the same voices no we don't no we really don't <laughs> so so there are certain microphones that that sound some better some have an adam's apple and some don't well there's certain microphones that sound better when they record women and certain microphones sound better when they record men and that's just a f- and and it's the same thing with if you've ever watched like a recording session like musicians and if you go to a really good recording studio, if, you're, if you watch some of these videos that are done recording studios, you'll notice different microphones for different things. For example, I can tell you right now, uh, this is Brad the Nerd. A lot, of, a lot of guys who mic drum kits use SM57s on the toms, you know, like on the toms, they'll use a different kind of a microphone on the snare, and then they'll use a different kind of microphone on the cymbals. So in other words, in one instrument, they're using, or at least one set of instruments, the drums, they're using several different types of microphones because each microphone has a better pickup pattern, or not necessarily a pickup pattern, but a frequency response that's tailored to that. If you're going to use low brass, there's one microphone. If you're going to use a guitar, there's another microphone. If you're going to use, you know, uh, you know, a certain type of woodwind instruments, like, you know, like clarinet, there's a certain kind of microphone. And that's just the way it is. Is that, am I, am I getting into nerddom or what? You are. So, what is the microphone for women? Typically, um, and and I, I there's going to be guys out when I say this. Do I be, have this? No, no. There are going to be people out if there. I don't have it. I need. No, it. no, no. There are going to be people out there. They're going to roll there. They're going to be like there's nerds out there who, when I say one of my favorite microphones, they're going to go, "That guy doesn't know what the hell he's talking about." The SM58 microphone by Shure. You can buy it for 99 bucks right now. You can go to Guitar Center buy one. It's probably the best overall microphone. It's a vocalist microphone. It's designed for like singers to this day. It's been around. I've got a SM58 that I probably bought back in the 70s. It's the same microphone they made for years. Why is that? Because it's an excellent microphone. And it's it accentuates, it has what's called a mid-range bump in it. In other words, where the speech frequency response is, it's tailored to have a little bit more oomph in that area, so to speak. That's nerd stuff, right? 
Uh, matter of fact, Mike Otten says, uh, for Shelly, you need Mrs. Microphone, not Mr. Microphone. <laughs> Mr. Microphone. <laughs> hey, listen, yeah. I'll be back to pick you up later. That's that's the microphone you need. You need Mrs. Microphone. Although, you can't say that anymore. You can't say Mrs. <laughs> or Miss. You know, there's somebody that I know that every time someone calls her Miss, she wants to punch their eyes out. You know what I mean? She just wants to, I can't believe you called me Miss. <laughs> call me Miss instead of ma'am. I'm okay with that. Well, I call people ma'am all the time. I guess I'm in trouble. Okay. So is that why I want to throw punch you most of the time? You want to throw punch me all punch me all the time. Okay. So last Friday, totally I do. <laughs> I swear this is going to be this is a true story. I'm not lying. Last Friday, for the first time in my life, I've lost my wallet, and I know exactly what time I had it, and I knew, and I I can tell you about an hour and ten minute time frame when I had it and I didn't. And I know I backtracked my steps. I know every single place I was within that hour and 10 minutes, and I can't find it anywhere. It's just gone. And it's a Ridge wallet, one of those things. It's the same size as the credit card, and all my cards go into it. And on the outside, there's a little rubber band, a little elastic band, and I keep my, my spare $100 bill. That's my emergency cash, okay? So in my wallet, I had you know debit cards from the bank, a couple of credit cards, my HVAC license card. By the way, I called my company yesterday, and they said, oh, it's only going to cost me $29 to have a new HVAC card issued. Okay, fine. That's my, believe it or not, I am a licensed HVAC technician by the EPA. And I think I've even showed you that before. Haven't? And people just go, there's no way you're licensed. I, I'm a licensed HVA technician. One night, two nights in a row, I took the test to become an HVAC technician, and the next night I took the test to become a reverend. So on two consecutive nights, I became an HVAC tech and a reverend 24 hours apart. Okay, so I lost all this stuff. I tried to get my driver's license redone on Friday. I go to the place there in St. Peter's, and it was out the door. So yesterday, I go to the place that shall remain nameless, and when I said, when I say it's run by Indian people, there are going to be people out. Oh, I know exactly where he's at because this this place is sort of infamous or famous because, and it's mostly women. You can't understand what they're saying, you know. And I'm not trying to be a butthead about this, but you just can't understand them, you know. And it's to the point where it's like they're working, they're doing their job, but they're very hard to understand. Okay, so I go to this place yesterday, and the dude who is an American dude who has no accent other than maybe a Missouri accent. I get my little number. It's my turn. I sit down. I tell him I've lost my wallet. And he says to me, can you show me? He says, I can get you a new driver's license. Can you show me an ID? Any IDs you have? I said, they're all in my wallet. He says, you have nothing? I go, I have nothing. He says, do you have a passport? And now, once again, people are going to roll over when I say this. I don't have a passport. And I've had people say, you don't have a passport? I don't have a passport. I've traveled around, not around the world. I've traveled out of the countries, uh, out of the country on several occasions, but not since they cracked down on the passport. I've been to Mexico on a couple occasions. I've been to Canada. I've been, you know, uh, in the Caribbean, in Jamaica, and places like that. But that was before 9/11, when you could go to places like that without a passport. Now you can't do that anymore. If you go on a cruise ship, you have to have a passport. If you go to Mexico, you have to have a passport. If you go to Canada, you have to have a passport. Okay? So I don't yeah, have a passport. If pass. you go to on a cruise ship, you have to have a passport and shots. Right. All that kind of stuff. So I say to him, I don't have any idea. I have nothing. So this is what's interesting. He's sitting across the desk from me. I tell him my name. I tell him my social security number. 
and he pulls up, he tells me this, he pulls up on his screen all my information. Keep in mind, last year, I went, when I renewed my driver's license last year, I went through all my stuff, and I got the real ID. Do you have a real ID yet? I don't. Okay, I got all the stuff. I had to come up with all the, there's a whole sheet that you you have to have there this. There is, and you I was have, short like two things. That's the problem. The You're always short one thing or something uh-huh. like that. And you're going for your real ID. Okay, so I did this, I think it, like last May, May of 2021, I believe it was. I got all my paperwork. I go get my real ID. I go, look at this. I got my real ID. It's got my little star in the right-hand corner. Oh, I'm so excited. No, you're such a big boy. <laughs> right. I got my real ID. I can get them. I can go to, an, uh, you know, if you know the story, if you don't have a real ID, you can't go to an, uh, a military base. Like, if you go across the really? river. Yeah, yeah. If you don't have a real ID, if you go to, like, Scott Air Force Base, and let's say you're visiting someone, or let's say you're, like, your daughter or son is in the Air Force, and they're in the car with you. And when you go through Checkpoint Charlie there at Scott Air Force Base, if you don't have a passport, a real ID, you don't get in. They essentially say, sorry, we're not allowed on base. So if you have a Missouri driver's license with don't have a little star, don't have the real ID, you are not allowed on the any military base. And I understand that's the way it is in some federal government buildings. If you go to Washington, D.C., not only do they require a picture ID, but it has to be a real ID from the state of Missouri. So if you go to, like, the Department of Justice in D.C. and you flash your, like, if you went, you wouldn't, I'm pretty sure they would not allow you in because they say it's not a real ID. Sorry, you can't get in. Okay. So he's looking at the computer screen, and all my information is there, and he says, I can't give you another driver's license. I go, why not? He says, you have to bring in all your documentation again. And I go, well, if you're looking at my stuff right there, I said, I said, I got my driver's license, my real ID right here. I sat in that chair right there when you took my picture back in May of 2021. That's where I got my real ID. Sorry, can't do that. So then he says, he says, matter of fact, I can't give you, he says, I can't give you a real ID or I can't even give you a driver's license until you bring in all this ID stuff. I go, well, I'm driving around with nothing right now. I have no picture ID. He says, I can give you a non-driver's license, which I already have. I have a non-driver's license and a driver's license. Don't ask me why. It's a long, complicated story why I have two licenses. So he said, this is the funny part. He says, I can give you your non-driver's license, but you have to prove your address. And I go, I don't have any IDs. I said, I don't have any credit cards or anything like that. So guess what he tells me? I can show him to prove who I am and where I live. Are you ready for this? What? He says, do you have an Amazon Prime account? <laughs> and I'm, I'm, for a minute, I'm going like, what? He's asking me for an Amazon Prime account? And, he, and I, go, I go, are you serious? And he says, yeah. And I go, so I can pull that up on my phone and show you that on my phone? And he goes, yeah. So... I'm sitting there at this point. A lady comes over and says to the guy, "There's a lot of people lined up behind him. You're, he's going to have to, you know, you, you, you're, you're, you're running low. You're running slow." So he says to me, "Sir, if we can't get this resolved within the next minute, you're going to have to leave and go to the back of the line and come back again." I'm going like, "Did you tell them SMD?" <laughs> I'm going like, "What?" He <laughs> says, "Cause I'm flipping through my phone trying to find a page in my Amazon account that shows my address." So finally, I find something that I bought last month that shows they shipped it to my home. 
I said, well, how about this? So I show him, and I'm thinking to myself, how ridiculous this is because you can go on Amazon and you can put it any address you want, right? I mean, yep. you know, you, you can. can just you can just go in and change your address. Um, oh. You know, I'm you know like you know like you can put in. Matter of fact, I don't know how yours is set up, but mine has multiple addresses on it. It yeah, has, so you know, I could have it sent to the radio station. I could have it sent to, you know, here. I could have it sent there. Matter of fact, for a while, I was picking up packages when they first started doing I was picking up expensive packages that I didn't want to have sitting on my front porch. I was having shipped to the, the Whole Foods out there on 141 out in town and country. So I had, I'm thinking to myself, I can show this guy. And I'm really, I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm going to have fun with this. I'm going to show him my address at the Whole Foods on 141 in town and country. And that's going to be the new address of my driver's license. And sure enough, I said to him, I said, so in other words, whatever I show you on here is what's going to be in my driver, or not my driver's, like my non-driver's license. He says, yeah. So I'm thinking to myself, I could have fun with this, but you know what? My luck, I'd get pulled over by a town and country cop, and I'd show him my ID, and he goes, you can't fool me. That's the whole, that's the whole food store address. You know, I mean, like, I live in, uh, sir, I'm sort of, I live there. I work there, and I, I work real hard. Matter of fact, I live in the back. I have a little cot in the back, and that's how where I stay. So... After he does this, and then he pulls and he says, he says, now I have to take your picture. Okay, fine. So he takes my picture again. So then he, then he says, now, get this. He says, it'll be 30 to 45 days till you get your actual card in the mail. I go, what do, you, what do I do between now and then? He says, I'm going to print you out a sheet of paper. So he prints me out like... That's this, standard, though. Well, it looks like my ID, but once again, what does it say on it? It says, not valid for identification purposes. I'm going like, so what good is this? He says, what's your receipt? I go, so in other words, for the next month when I'm driving around. Now, the one thing is, the reason I didn't, I'm going like, okay, I'm flying the flag of surrender on this one. I'm, I'm giving up on this. And the reason is that... I have, and this is weird, I've actually had police when I've been pulled over before. Matter of fact, the one felony stop the cop gave me. Yes, I was pulled over twice in felony stops. That's all another story. But the one cop when I was pulled Which over. Which is fun. The cop said to me, he says, this is a bogus driver's license number. Okay? Because you know why it looks like a bogus driver's license number? I was one of the very first people back in the day, and this is ancient history for some of you youngsters out there. Back in the day... They put your social security number on your driver's license. Matter of fact, when I went to college, my college ID was my social security number. And imagine this, when you'd go and take your tests and the professor would post the grades outside the classroom, it had everybody's social security number. It had your name and your social security number. Can you imagine the, the, the identity thieves would have a field day if that was still the way it was now? So anyway, years ago... I opted to have, and in the state of Missouri, you could opt out of the Social Security thing, and they gave you a a random number that had one letter. My letter, my driver's license number starts with an L, and it has five digits, and that's all it is. It's a real short number, and that's my driver's license number, and that's what's on my non-driver's license. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, if I get pulled over by the police, I just show him this, and he can go back to his car, and he can just type in my little number, and bungo, my driver's license should come up on the screen, right? So I'm going, I don't need a driver's license anymore. I'm going, I'm thinking to myself, I don't need it anymore. I don't need a driver's license. Heck with it. What do you say to that, Shelly? Um, I, um. <laughs> are you I'm a, like, 
are you available 24-7 for me to for, for you to bail me out of jail <laughs> when I get arrested for, for you Shelly, this I is Brad. Guess what? I get pulled over to the police and I get thrown in jail because I don't have a driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, Brad, I will bail you out of jail. So I've I've flown the flag of surrender on this. I'm going like, I'm done. Just get your driver's license. But I don't have this. I can't find my folder that's got all my stuff in it. I had this stu- you know, it's I mean, probably next to your drive next to your <laughs> right? I did lost you call it. that? What's that? My ridge uh, my ridge wallet. It's called a ridge wallet. Yes, that's where wallet. it's at. I, it's next I, to your Ridge wallet. It's not nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. I can't. It's driving me nuts. You know. <laughs> you just never. If you let me try to look for it, like in your digs or in your car, I would find it. I just feel like it's there, and when you're not looking for it, you will find it. I had prostate problems that were driving me nuts. I had prostate problems that were driving me nuts. I said it again, so I have to play it. You didn't catch it that time. Okay. So anyway, I, I did. I was just. That's like, my story at the driver's license bureau. And that's your. And you're sticking to it. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself. The best part was when the woman comes over and tells the guy, "I'm taking too much time," and he says, says "Sir, if you I'm can't." I'm telling you what. <laughs> if they would have done that to me. If if you have, wow. you know, <laughs> can, can, <laughs> see. That's the difference. I'd be like, um, excuse me? <laughs> That's the difference between governmental agencies and like regular real world places. Can you imagine someone saying to you, like, let's say you're in line at McDonald's, you're making your order, and you're taking a little bit of time, and the guy says to you, uh, ma'am, I'm sorry, but if you can't give me your order in the next 30 seconds, you have to go back in the line. Yeah, that wouldn't work. For me. <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't have any customers left anymore. I, you mean, know what I mean, could you could you see somebody saying that? To or me? you pull up to the to the speaker at McDonald's and you go, "Okay, let me think what I want, and, sir. I'm sorry if you don't know exactly what you want right now. You're gonna have to drive around the building and get back in line." You know, <laughs> go. Excuse me. You know. <laughs> but no, Brad goes, "Okay." <laughs> well. And I, I just don't need a driver's license. I, 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 well, you know, I, thank you, Miss Mr. I'm, nonconformity. Well, once again, if I have my stupid non-driver's license, and the reason for that, I don't know, I don't want to tell that story. The reason I have, I and see, I lost both of them. I had a non-driver's license and a driver's license. And what about I, your concealed carry? Doesn't that have your picture on it? No, it doesn't. Which is weird. Which is doesn't? Can you believe but, that? But I bet, I bet your eagle eye does. My eagle eye. Yeah, your What's card that? for eagle eye. I don't have one. My, my card for eagle eye has. Oh no, no, mine expired it. a long time. You're talking the shooting. So does your Sam's card. No, mine. Or your Costco m- card. Mine does not. But it's all in my wallet. It's all on the. Yeah, I know. It's all in my wallet. <laughs> you could go. That's what you could do. Is you could go to Costco or Sam's, whichever you prefer. Okay, there's a problem with that. And get a replacement card. There's and then a that would there, have your picture Shelly, on it. Shelly, it's on Shelly, the back. Shelly. Can I tell you a problem? Can I tell you what I tried to do Sunday? What? I tried to get my Sam's card reissued. Guess what? You have to have a driver's license. Exactly. I can't get my <laughs> Sam's card done because I don't have a driver's license. So why don't you why don't you talk to the managers at these places? That's their policy. Come on, you know how it is corporate I, places like I Sam's. Do know I'm how sorry, it is. That's sir. Why I always our, talk to a manager. Our corporate policy is if you can't show us a driver's license, anybody I told you the story at the auto parts store, I go to pick up seven dollars or 
uh, you know, eight dollars worth of nuts for my daughter's car. You know, and and the guy I paid for them on Wednesday. I tried to pick them up on Saturday. They're prepaid. I go in. I say, hey, I was here Wednesday. I had some nuts that were ordered. You know, and I tell there's seven of them. The guy brings out a little package with my name on, it, with the receipt stapled to it, and he won't give it to me because I don't have a driver's license. <laughs> he says, I go and I said, I told this story. It was Monday. I said, I said to him, I said. Why won't you give me? Well, you don't have a driver's license. I said, I lost my wallet yesterday. It was Saturday. And he says, well, I'm sorry. We can't give it to you. And I said, okay. I walked in here and said. That's when you talk to the manager. I, this guy was the manager. And I said, matter of fact, the funny part of it is the manager was being hardline with me. It was the worker B who finally said, Jim, just give him his nuts. You know? and, and Give him his nuts uh, before yes. he punches you in, and, in yours. Yeah, right. Give him, <laughs> give him his nuts before he goes nuts. You know, and, and the manager looked at me. I swear this is true. The manager looked at me. I'm going like, give me my nuts. I paid for them. And the manager looked at me and said, I had prostate problems that were driving me nuts. And I said, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> I said, like, that's I, seriously. I'm like, he's going to play that one more time before <laughs> said, we get off the air. It's not my fault. Your nuts are messed up. Just give me my nuts. And finally, after like five minutes of negotiation, when you know how it stopped? I said to him, I said, I already paid for it. Is the, and the receipt is stapled to the little bag. I said, you can see I already paid for them. They had to order them because I needed 10. They only had three in stock, and they they back-ordered seven for me. And he goes, right, there's seven in a package. I go, okay, well, you won't give them to me. He says, I can't unless you have a driver's license. I said, I'll just buy them again. Here's my credit card, which I had reissued my debit card from the bank. Here's my debit card. Just give me my nuts. So the other guy says, Jim, just give him his nuts. So the guy hands me the nuts, and I left. <laughs> Only you would have these kind of issues, Brad. People, I mean, it's pretty bad. It's when you, like you. It's, it's it's like this, like your freaking, what is, who's the Schultz character? They always had the rain cloud over his head or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like, it's, it's pretty like, dude, bad you're snake bit. when you buy your nuts, and then they won't give them to you. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. <laughs> That's happened to me, Osage, a couple times. It is BS.show. I'm, I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS 737. It is a Wednesday, hump day, as Shelly likes to call it her favorite day of the week. Mine's Monday. I actually, actually, mine's Friday, and then followed by Monday is my second favorite day of the week. Shelly, you there? Of course I'm here. Okay. The smartest woman in the world says she had to go through the same problem when she got married and she had to go through, jump through hoops to prove her new name and stuff like that. Did that happen with you when you got married? Because you've had a couple different names, haven't you? Yes, I have. Thank you for no, that. No, seriously. I mean, I mean, I'm, you know. Seriously, I'm, thank well, you. See, I don't understand. See, I'm a guy. I'm a, I'm, I'm a women's rights supporter. I think that that's stupid. I think that women, when they get married, should just keep their name. I don't think you should be, you know, if you're married. Well, you know. I kept my maiden name on Facebook, but that I was, it was kind of a tie because um, I was my maiden name just as long as I, I was my mar- first married name just as long as I was my maiden name. Well, the problem with this is that if you would go to like, let's say, you know, let's say you got married again or you decide you just want to go back to your maiden name or whatever. You have to have the whole chain of paperwork. You know what I'm saying? I do. But I, I did not change my name when I got divorced from Tiffany's father. Okay, so you kept that name for a while. I kept that name for years, but for, then, for but, decades, But actually. then when you got remarried, you changed your name, right? 
I'm sorry? When you married your husband now, you changed your name to his name, correct? I did. Okay, so in other words, you've essentially, in your life, you've had three names. Correct. Okay, so if you go to, like, get something done legally, like at the Driver's License Bureau, you have to show your birth certificate with one name on it, then you have to show your marriage license with the second name on it, and then you have to show your marriage license with the third name on it, correct? Actually, I need, no, you need to show your divorce papers. Oh, it's the divorce papers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, from what I remember. It's you know, been, but it was a different world back then. But, I mean, we're talking 30 years, Brad. Don't you find it fascinating? And I I'm, I'm, I know people are going to roll their eyes and go, oh, here he goes, Mr. Political again. Don't you find it fascinating that you and I have lived here our entire lives, born and raised here, you know, in the United States, you know, with me specifically and you in the St. Louis area, you know, off, you know, you know, I, I lived in, uh, in a short period of time in Illinois, but for the most part, you know, born and raised here in St. Louis area, right? And yes. I can't get a stupid driver's license, but somebody, matter of fact, and you need that, all this crazy ID stuff to fly, but yet the people coming across the border, they don't need squat. You know, matter of fact, it's the point where like, it's like, okay, you know, I don't know if you heard this or not. When the, some of the people come across the board illegally and they, they essentially ride them like a, a, like a summons or something a like that. Pass. No, no. They ride them like a, a, a summons that they've essentially crossed the border in the United States illegally. That's what they show to get on a plane. I'm going like, now how do, why do I have to go to the stupid driver's license bureau to get a stupid real ID when Joe Border Crasher can walk in to the country and and just jump on a plane with a with like a ticket, you know what I mean, like with an arrest warrant or something like that. I don't get it. It's to the point where yeah, it's like, yeah, but I can. Well, I don't know about you because you're kind of, you know, wicked smart, but um. Do you know that the people that come across the border and actually become United States citizens know more about the country than the average person that lives in America and was born here? Well, we had Tony Salvatore, who was a candidate for... Exactly. For, and he was seven years old, moved from Italy, born and raised in Italy until he was seven years old, moved to the United States, became a naturalized citizen when he was 19. He was in college. You know, he could probably tell you more about the country than somebody who's been here for 10 generations. You know what I mean? I mean, it is sad. And, you know, what bothers me is it's gotten to the point where all you hear lately is about education, is about, you know, you know, you know, gender identification. Can you teach some math? Can you teach some geography? You know, it's I like, think they need to be taught how to make change. Re- remember, remember, Jay Leno used to do that thing called street walking, and he'd go out yes, and he ask people questions like, "Hey, who's the president of the United States?" And people would say like, "Martha Stewart," you know, <laughs> things like that. It's going like, like, where are these people from? Do they live in a cave or something like that? Do they never listen to news? Or, I mean, I, I just. I don't listen to news. The sad, I've never really been a news person. But the sad part of it is, you talk to most because it's all negative. I don't need that negative. Well, you stuff talk. In you my talk life. most politicians, and most politicians will admit, admit to you that once they go out and they do the door knocking and shaking hands and things like that, most people have no idea who their rep is. You know, a state rep, state senator. Who That's their, true. Who their alderman is if they live in a city, if they live in a county like St. Charles County. Who their consul person is, or like Franklin County. There's 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 three guys in Franklin County. There's Tim Brinker, who's the head honcho, and then there's a District One and District Two commissioner. No. Nobody knows what d- district they're in, or most people have no idea what district they're in. Franklin County. If you go, you know, and it's like 
I, I like literally Mike Elam's district is across the street from me. Right. And and you're not in his district, but if you walked across the no. street, if you lived across the street, you'd be in his district, right? Yes. It's so weird. Okay. It is weird. Okay, couple things to talk about here. Uh, the smartest woman in the world says uh, you have to prove all your names, whole trail of identification. So if you've been married multiple yeah. times, yeah, can you imagine like somebody like who's married to Larry, like Larry King, or someone, <laughs> one of his wives that's been married like six times? You have to have like six <laughs> divorce decrees and all that kind of stuff. Okay, uh, yeah. it says. Uh, to get real ID, you have to prove all your names, whole trail, all marriage licenses, no divorce unless you change name and divorce, which isn't usual. So that's what she says. Okay. That's what she that's says. That's what she says. Okay. Now, a couple of things, go through a couple of things interesting here. Um, the, it came out that they got the number of signatures for the marijuana, the legalization of marijuana being the November ballot. You watch, there will be a record setting attendance, a record setting voting level in November. Everybody and their brother who, you know, all the stoners who go, oh, man, you mean after 30 years I should go vote? Oh, yeah, I think I'm going to go vote because, yeah, I think it'd be great to be legal once again, right? You're not going to say anything. Okay. No, I, I agree with you, actually. I read a little bit about this. <laughs> I can this. see it. I can actually see it in my mind's eye. Okay, I read a little bit about this, and I'm not exactly sure if this is in addition to the sales tax. I believe this is an, in addition to the sales tax. In other words, if if this bill passes, the state can put on additional 6% sales, sale, uh, state tax, and the local municipality, municipality can put on a 3% sales tax. So you know darn well the local municipalities, yeah, we want marijuana legalized because they get 3% of whatever is sold, you know? I mean, I mean, imagine some of the localities where, you know, the real stoners live. I mean, you know, that those cities are going to have, the cops are going to be driving around in Ferraris, you know what I'm saying? Hello? <laughs> You're not going to say I'm anything. I'm crawling on the floor, so I've got my pot turned down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um Okay, here's another thing. The smartest woman in the world sold, uh, sent me this. This time of the year is tough for blood banks, especially because of the fact that a lot of the blood blood drives are held at schools during the school year, and obviously we're in the summer, although some of the kids, I guess, are already back. It's, what, August 10th today? I think some of the kids have been back for a month already. Uh, anyway, remember when it used to be June, July, and August, you didn't have any school, but that's a whole other story. Okay, so here's a blood bank in New York City. It's called the New York Blood Center. What are they doing? Free beer. <laughs> if you give blood, they give you beer. <laughs> Which will give you a more intense drunk. <laughs> Matter of fact, they, they, some participating breweries include Brooklyn Brewery, Rabs Country Lanes, Coney Island Brewing Company in New York City, Darby Road Pub, and Harvest Moon Brewery among the breweries in New Jersey that are accepting the vouchers. They give you vouchers to go get drunk. So if you go get give blood, you get a voucher. <laughs> you know, and it being such a litigious society... I wonder if they they even think about the ramifications of that particular campaign. In the state of Missouri, I don't think that would be legal because you and I have talked about this because we have to be yeah. very careful. We have some there's in the state of Missouri there's this thing called enticement to drink and for example, we can't if a client comes up, let's say let's say Shelly opens a bar and she says I want to run some ads on the radio station. Every Monday night you can get top-of-the-line schnapps for 50 cents a shot. That's illegal because you're doing something special and you're giving a price. Now, if, I always struggle with that. <laughs> if you're giving schnapps every day of the week for 50 cents, then you can do that. But anytime, it's called enticement to drink. 
Anytime you do something a special, a matter of fact, years ago, I got into a big fight with this advertising agency at the time was working for the River City Rascals because they wanted to have this thing called Thirsty Thursdays. And the ad was like, hey, come to the River City Rascals on Thursdays or beer's only a dollar. And I said to the guy, I said, we can't do that. And his, this guy was from Georgia or something like that. He says, we do it all the time in Georgia. I go, that may work in Georgia. It doesn't work here. He goes, why is that? I go, it's a state law. We can't give prices on now what's weird about it is in illinois it's legal so and i've actually had people say to me well i listen to z1077 they had an ad on a bar that they're talking about you can get dollar shots on thursday i go guess where that bar is go back and listen to that ad. i can almost guarantee that bar is in illinois what difference does that make state law can't do that like and i i learned this one the hard way and i won't tell you how i learned it you if you're like a, a convenience store are like a, a, you know, schnooks or something like that, you can't put on the outside of your building, you can't put a sign that says like, Bud Light six packs, three ninety nine. That's illegal. And how I, how, you know, when, I'm going to tell you this and people are going to notice this now. When you drive by like a QT and they have like the commander board or the message board out at the street, they'll have a thing on there usually like, you know, Bud Light, you know, two ninety nine a six pack. They can do that as long as that sign is not attached to the building. If the sign is attached to the building, it's illegal. So as long as, long as the sign is not attached to the building, you can put a sign out giving prices of alcohol. But if it's attached to the building, that violates state liquor law. Is that weird or what? It's pretty odd. Well, it's all these crazy little idiosyncrasies with the law. So anyway. And if you go to the license bureau and you spend too much time, the guy's going to put you at the back of the line. <laughs> I, I seriously, I honestly can't. I don't. I don't know what I would have done in that situation. I'm thinking, so you are probably much more of an adult than I would have well, been. Well, at first I'm going like, I don't believe you just said that to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, okay, uh, we have to take a break at 7:49. It is BS Show, and together. We make BS. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Uh, we talked about this yesterday and Monday on the show about the new 988 um, crisis line. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I'm, I'm glad they did that. The smartest woman in the world sent me the official press release, which I did not get. This was dated July 15th, and it says on this is from Governor Parson. On July 16th, 2022, which is just a few weeks back, the newly designated 988 three-digit number will route individuals to the existing National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, which where compassionate, accessible care and support are available 24-7 for anyone experiencing a mental health suicide or substance abuse crisis. The 988 line is con- confidential and free for all. The Lifeline number still is 800 800- 273-8255, which will continue to function after July 16th, 2022. Both numbers will connect individuals to the same services. So you can still use the old 800 number, or you can use the new 988, and you can also go on text and text to 988, and you should get a response back in text. So um, I mentioned that because of the fact that, uh, matter of fact, uh, I knew that uh, that 800 number. I have it on speed dial because when I go in my, into crisis mode, I, I call that number all the time. No, you don't. <laughs> I'm not making fun. There are times <laughs> yesterday after I got done at the driver's license bureau, I, <laughs> I almost called the number. I'm going, I'm having an event. <laughs> anyway, 988, three-digit number. So, And once again, people are still confused about that because – I had someone actually text me, a listener text me the other morning, 
and was like, okay, explain that again. It's just like dialing 911. Instead, it's 988. You don't have to dial any prefix or anything like that. You just grab your phone. It works on landline phones. If you still have one of those, works on cell phones. You just dial 988, and you get routed to, uh, once again, it's not a local thing. You're not going to talk to somebody. I mean, you might end up talking to somebody local, but it takes you into a national system. And I would imagine that if you need some help locally, they can probably transfer you or give you a number, stuff like that. I've never called it before. And matter of fact, maybe we should find out a little bit more, and maybe I contact somebody at the state and find out exactly how that works that like if you're in st louis or kansas city if you dial the line when does your call end up you know what city are you you know maybe all over the country it's just like can i tell this story i shouldn't tell this story just go ahead and you've got you've got two minutes <sighs> one of my family members can't necessarily get to the bank sometimes and sometimes they will leave a deposit for me and i go right by this bank all the time so I go, oh, just give me, I'll take care of it. Okay. So I go to this bank, this branch that I've that I've, I've gone to before. And I won't tell you what the name of the bank is. All I'm going to tell you is not second. Just keep that in mind. It's not second. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. This bank is not second. Instead, there. Okay. I walk in and it's different. Everything's changed around. There's no teller windows there anymore. And there's three women sitting at a table. And I walk in, and I thought it was like, you know, like a customer or two customers and an employee. It turns out all three of these women are bankers. And I said to, I looked at the one lady. She had, you know, I tell she worked at the bank because I think I remember her from being there before. And I said, hey, I need to make a deposit. She goes, oh, we can't do that anymore. You have to use the machine. What? (laughs) I'm in a branch where they're... No, I heard what you said. I'm just like... I have to use the machine, the ITM. They don't call it an ATM. It's the intelligent teller machine or whatever, the ITM. I and I said so to her, they I don't said, take deposits anymore. <laughs> yes, I said to her, so you can't just take this for me and deposit it. No, you have to use the machine, the ITM. So she walks me over there. She says, here it is, right here. So she pushes the button, you know, and the screen comes alive and the whole bit. And I looked at her. I go, so. You're here in the bank, and you can't take a deposit. No, we can't do that anymore. We can't handle any deposits. I go, I said to her, I go, I could ask the question, what do you do? But I guess I won't. And she just sort of laughs and walks away. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> once again, it's not the second bank. It's, and I'm going like, Got it. what is going on? I'm thinking to myself, why do they have humans there? Why don't they have robots there? You know, I'm sorry, sir. I can't take your deposit. You I have know it's like you, self-check. You have to use my cousin over here, ITM. Yes, she's my cousin right over here. Yes, I'm just a robot, and I can do nothing but stand here and look pretty. Yes, do you like my titanium finish? It's just so nice. It's all buffed up. Nice for you, sir. Okay, whatever. <laughs> And what's and the entire time? I don't understand. It's like it's literally. It is like uh, self checkout. I mean that that has just and and what's and there's no choice. You you don't have a choice because they won't help you. It's like nope. You have to use the machine. Okay, we have to get out of here. Seven fifty nine. Say goodbye, Shelly, real quick. Goodbye, Shelly, real quick. Have a great day, everybody. Peace, and I fly. Seven fifty nine.
Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon.